Welcome to the Rain in Threes podcast with Alan Ray and Mike O'Connell. Hello and welcome to the 19th episode of the Rain in Threes podcast. I am your host, Mike O'Connell, here with the Naismith Player of the Year finalist and AP All-American, Alan Ray. Hey, Ray, I hope you had as much fun as I did on Friday, man. How we doing? I did. Um, I had a lot of fun at the watch party. It was actually hilarious. It was <laughs> hilarious, and it was a good time. And it was good to meet you guys finally for the first time. Thought you guys were a lot taller in person, but, you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, hilarious. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. But, uh, yeah, I had, I, had, I had a great time. Um, appreciate everybody that showed up and, and came to support us. Um, I, I didn't know what to expect at first. Uh, I didn't think, I didn't know who was going to show up, how many people was going to show up. But uh, it turned out to be a really great event, and a lot of people showed up. I met a lot of people, um, had a lot of great combos. So, yeah, I, I would say that it was a success, and just want to say thank you for everybody who who showed up and, and watched the game with us. Yeah, most We need definitely. to do more. Yeah, no, we're, we're, this is the first of hopefully many, man. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a resounding success. I like to think so as well. I and mean, We packed the house. Right. Yeah. It, it's pretty funny. Like it was just like it was shoulder to shoulder in there for for a good majority of uh, the game. And I had a lot, saw a lot of faces I hadn't seen in a while. Saw some some people that I hadn't met before that were just supporters of the podcast. And uh, the owner of the bar was absolutely blown away with how many people showed up. He, he, he honestly did not think that that the amount of people we brought was going to be, you know, in actuality, who would show up. And I think they were a little overwhelmed by us a little bit, but yeah. uh, in, in a good way, man, because the the energy was up, the vibes were high, uh, the Wildcats were playing well, especially at the beginning of the game. Um, but what was uh, usually a Providence bar, uh, Villanova fans uh, showed up and, and, and really established themselves as a, as a, as a prominent force at Schaefer's in New York City. So what was, you know, considered a Providence bar was a Villanova bar, at least for Friday night and whenever we had rain and threes in the house. So shout out to everybody that, that came out, showed love, showed support, because like you said, Ray, we'll definitely do that again soon. Yeah, I definitely peeped that too. There was a lot of Providence fans in there. At first, um, prior, right. Prior to our game. And then uh, we kind of just like ran them, ran them out the bar. <laughs> But but it was a lot going on that day too, man. Don't forget, we was watching that game and what was his name? Um I don't want to mess his name up from Providence and he he punched the other dude in the face. He didn't really punch him, but he but he like hit him in the face off from Kansas State. Um but the Dual, I guess that's his name from Providence. Yeah, uh, let me let me double check it for you because it was it was literally like I couldn't believe what it happened. Like one, I was like, I'll watch this game go to overtime. So it screws us over and yeah. it's going to push the Villanova game back. We're not going to be able to watch the beginning. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> it was out of control because two guys got ejected. Uh, the game, you know, of course the referees then have to go look at the monitor and it takes so much time uh, to just assess everything. And even though there was like, what, like four seconds left on the clock or wherever it was, exactly. It was, it, the game was over at that point. Because Kansas State was up five, uh, and hold on, let's see. It was but crazy. The dude, but the dude from Kansas State did hit him, though. Yeah, Dual and Ames. 
So Ames, the, okay. Ames from Kansas State. And he clocked him, man. He, he, he did he it. clocked him. It, it really was uh, pretty unbelievable. Because uh, at first, like, they they were starting to get into a little bit. And I was like, oh, okay, that's nothing. And all of a sudden, boom. It was like, yeah. whoa. And like, I just, did I just see what I just saw? And so and it, we had that it, happen. It was crazy. Uh-huh. It looked like it looked like Ames kind of Ames was like quick with it. Like he balled his fist and everything and just like gave him a quick shot. And unfortunately, uh, <laughs> the Providence guy got got the how can I say it? The worst <laughs> end of the stick at that at that point, because every the, all the cameras, all eyes was on him as he mm. just like hit the other dude. But it do look like that. He went to go hit him, but he kind of held back a little bit. It looked like something in his head was like, nah, don't do it. Because he, he had a chance to, like, really hit the dude and just, like, lay him out. But he kind of held back a little bit. But uh, it's been a little it's been a little testy, a little bit feisty in uh, this last week. Draymond right. Green, chokehold. Um, you got the Providence fight. Uh, what else happened? Something else happened. Shah, Shah, Shaheen Holloway. Yeah. Shaheen, Shaheen Holloway and his antics. Yeah. So it's 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 been a little it's been a little little feisty last week in uh, college basketball. I must say, yeah, no doubt. You were like, oh come on, Shaw, you got to deal with this off camera. Don't be doing this in the, in the freaking shaking hands in the post game like line up. Like come on, it, exactly, man. It's like it's like the Jawan Howard effect for real. Right? No, totally. Like, s- seriously, and I mean I'm not judging anybody. But at the end of the day, you can't handle that right then and there, you know, like because emotions are going to get the best of you nine times out of 10. You know, if there is a problem and I'm, I'm sure the problem Shaheen Holloway had, I'm hearing is because like um, Donald's team was pressing with the game already won by CF Hall. He got upset about that. Right. Like that's nothing to get upset about, and like to do that on the on on the the line to, to at at the end of the game where you're supposed to show be sportsmanlike, show sportsmanship. Like this just wasn't the time for it. And if you had a problem, just address it after the game in the tunnel or face to face with him. Because Donald Donald was a Seton Hall alumni too. On top of that, you know what I'm saying. So like it was just kind of messed up for him to to do that especially to Donald, but just to do it to anybody on the line. But I, I just don't understand at that moment, that's just not the right time to let your emotions get a, get the best of you. Uh, I, I totally thought it was going to escalate from what, what, what that situation was to what Juwan Howard, Greg Gard, yeah. what we witnessed with Wisconsin and, and Michigan, but it did. Well, Donald luckily. Copeland, he's like light skin, light skin. So you don't got to worry about him retaliating. So <laughs> that's why I wasn't going any further than that. Well, the retaliation from from Dual on, on Providence, that, like you said, that was, you know, whenever you retaliate, whether what, no what sport it is, football, yeah. basketball, baseball, you are going to be, you know, get the, the, the brunt of the blame. Uh, and it's always going to look worse, the retaliation wise versus then. The person that kind of poked the bear. So, uh, like you said, very feisty last uh, week or so in the basketball world, especially Big East being, you know, Sheet Seaton Hall and Providence involved so heavily as well. But uh, let's get into the the, the Nova Maryland game because A. Ray, all of a sudden we look up and it's 20 to 6 uh, in, in the first seven, eight minutes of the game. And you're like, whoa, like 
the team must have been fired up. The Mikel Bridges jersey retirement ceremony, I know, definitely had energy vibes up in the pavilion. Mikel was in the locker room prior to the game. He gave a great speech uh, at center court when they were honoring him and his family. Uh, I, I thought it was a really special thing. Obviously, we were in person. Shout out to everybody that was at the Finn for that. Uh, if you were, because if you weren't at Shapers, you best have been at the Finn. Uh, but I thought that we came out and really responded like what Coach Howard had mentioned to us last week that everyone is in position that they know they need to respond. And that's exactly what they came out and did. Came out uh, with some serious energy. Like they had a fire under their rear end, and they 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 the game was over pretty much in a matter of minutes, seventeen to three, then twenty to six, and at one point, a ray they were up thirty. Uh, it was like an unbelievable situation where Maryland couldn't score. Like four minutes in the second half, a ray it was forty six to fifteen. Like that, like you, you that is like a what? It's a head scratching type of score if you hadn't watched the the game up to that point, and. You know, it, it was just an incredible thing to watch. And then, I don't know, the, the the I wouldn't say the wheels fell off for Villanova, but we didn't finish strong nearly nearly as strong as we wanted to and compared to what we really showed we were capable of, uh, knocking down threes early, getting after it on defense, and really restricting Maryland. But overall, you got to think, all right, they responded well. We got the win. You beat a, a solid Maryland Big 10 team by 17 points. You got to be happy. But a lot of people complaining about the last 10 minutes or so of the game. I'm just trying to say, hey, we got bigger fish to fry now on the battle for Atlantis. But give me your thoughts on the game and what you saw from the Wildcats. Um, So I'm definitely happy with how the game started. I think that was one of the biggest things that was uh, going against us this year. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to just say this year. You know, there's been times in the past too where there's been Villanova teams that started slow, but we're going to talk about this year's team. So uh, one of the biggest things was, uh, you know, the slow starts. And I, I like how they responded against Maryland, came out, got a great start. And you think about it, with the second half that we had, if we don't start like that, we probably lose that game. <laughs> like, seriously, if you think about it, we started out great. We built up a, a, a really good lead. Second half came, we really didn't score that many points. Maryland didn't score that many points either, but that's usually a recipe for, like, disaster when it comes to Villanova basketball. Slow start, team gets ahead, and now we're fighting to get back, and we end up losing the game because we ran out of time. Yeah, you're right. right. 25 to 18, they outscored us in the second half. So Yeah, so... That's what I mean. That's that that fast start really helped us, and and we built a lead, and it was able we was able to win the game. So I feel like that was one of the biggest factors of us winning that game was uh, starting the way we did start. Now let's get to the second half. Like you said, we was um, they beat us. Our score is what twenty five to eighteen. That's right. So yeah, that is something that we need to work on. That is a uh, something that we can't allow to happen, especially to a good team. In the second half, giving up that many points, you know, it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna look good for us. So I think uh, that's something we need to work on. I did speak with Neptune and I did speak with Coach Howard again, um, just after the win against Maryland. You know, just to basically congratulate these guys and say, hey, you know, good job, way to respond. 
and both of the both both of them said the same thing. Thanks, A Ray, but we got to play better in the second half. Mm. Like they both said the same thing. So I think it's it just goes to show and it puts in my head that you know these guys are really out here and trying to do right by the program and like telling it how it is. You know what I'm saying? They could have easily been like, yeah, thanks, A Ray, cool, but it's like, yeah, A Ray. We did came out good, but we didn't play good in the second half. Like we got to fix that. So I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that response, and I'm happy with the way that the team played. And going forward, you know, I think that this would be an emphasis going into next game against uh, Texas Tech, Texas Tech, in uh in a battle for Atlanta. So mm. I want to see how the guys respond in the second half. Because me personally, I don't think that this Texas Tech team is really that good. But I don't, I don't want to jinx anything. I don't think they're that good. But let's just see how we, how we play in the second half against a team like Texas, Texas Tech in, uh, in Battle for Atlantis. I, I hear you, Ray, and and like you said, say Texas, Texas Tech, <laughs> Texas Tech. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a bit of a tongue twister for sure. But but the bottom line is, a Ray, they're they're a Big Twelve team. You know, they they, they kind of come in with uh, with the, I guess you would say, the, the prestige of being a, a pretty successful program, especially in yeah. recent years. You know, every year, it seemed at least when they were being coached by Chris Beard, right? Remember him in that 2018 yeah. team? Those guys were tough. They had Jared Culver. Um, you know, those guys were very defensive-minded. They could score down low when they needed to, but they were more so suffocating on defense and that was kind of their their mo, right? Now uh, they they've beaten up on some bad teams. They're three and zero. They Villanova is now they're going to be their first test. If you'd like to, you know, say a power conference team for sure. Uh, and listen, we should go out and win this game uh, tomorrow, and and at least get to the next round uh, of the battle for Atlantis. But I completely agree with what you had to say in terms of you got to have to play a complete game. And if you look at our track record of the first four games of the season, we have really yet to play a full 40 minutes of Villanova basketball. It's been, okay, we look great here to start the game against Maryland. We're up 31 points. Awesome. But then you you can't score 39 points in the first half and then wind up with 57. Like, that's just a, that's just a red flag, right? And we all know what happened against Penn. We never really were able to... To, to get that game under control. We were never really to, to impose our will. It was Penn basically in control the entire time. And obviously against LeMoyne, against American, it's a little bit different story. Sure, we looked great at, at times, but you know that's LeMoyne and American. The competition isn't really the same. So what we want to see from the guys on Wednesday afternoon, 2.30 start on ESPN, is a full game come out strong and finish strong no i understand there's going to be lulls here and there that's the name of, the, of basketball right you're going to get cold but i want to see a complete defensive effort you said te you mentioned texas tech only shooting 20 percent from three a ray like these guys are not are not scorers okay mm -hmm. they they're i i know texas tech they're a big 12 team they're they're well coached or disciplined sure but i feel like we are coming in with a more of a an advantage in more ways than one. You look at some of the metrics. You look at the the, the the teams that we've played versus they've played. You look at some of the talent that we have that maybe that they're lacking. 
we should beat these guys, you know, and be in control throughout the game. We shouldn't really be sweating this one out. I understand it's a Big 12 team. I understand we've had some battles with Texas Tech in the past, but we really, if we're going to take ourselves seriously in this tournament and have a chance to actually wind up winning another battle for Atlantis, we got to take care of business against Texas Tech and then move on and play who could be a, a dangerous number 14 team in the country in North Carolina the next round. So I'm not trying to dismiss them, the Red Raiders of Texas Tech, any anyway, rate, but it is certainly some, something where it, it, it winds up being like a, a matchup where it's like, okay, let's 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 take care of these these Red Raiders here. No, definitely. Um, this is a game where, like you said, like we got to go out and take care of them. You know, um, we can't play down to their level. You know, these guys are not three-point shooters. Uh, they have 15 turnovers a game. Let me see how many uh, assists these guys average a game. 11 assists. Right. So it's not it's not it's not a lot of pretty basketball over there so we don't want to scoot stoop down to their level and it's it's a it's a thing that happens a lot in basketball to people that don't really follow basketball the casuals I, let me tell you right now there's there's times where when you see your, your the top team lose to a lower team is because they played down to their level and i think that that's an important fact for us going into this game tomorrow is not to play down at Texas Tech level and to play Villanova basketball for 40 minutes because Villanova basketball will trump Texas Tech Texas Tech basketball. Right. No, yeah, I, don't, I don't understand 100%. why I'm having a hard time saying Texas Tech. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, but it, it's it. I really do believe that if you take a look at this tournament field, and it's a tough one. We talked about it way back in May when it first got released, and we're like, all right, we're going to be in this battle for Atlantis tournament. You got to love these Thanksgiving. The, the feast week really comes to life, and it, it's an early season litmus test to show you where you're at in terms of where you want to be at this point. And teams like Texas Tech, a Big 12 team, like that, this is a good program. And this they're not supposed to be that great this year. I think they were kind of like a – all right, maybe they'll they'll be a like a fringe bubble bubble team. Like they, I think Joe Lunardi had him in uh, in the preseason as like a 11 seed or something like that in the tournament. So it's not something where like okay, these guys are world beaters, but it's also not like they, their expectations were were low going into the season. No, yeah. these guys these guys are expecting to have a decent season to you know be around 20, 20, 20 wins or something like that to get into the field of sixty eight and. Another team like Michigan, like Memphis, North Carolina, Arkansas, these are other really solid programs that are expected to have pretty successful seasons and wind up in the big dance. And this is exactly where you want to be in terms of, all right, how do we stack up compared to these squads, right? Are we going to be able to contend with them? Are we going to be able to handle their pressure that they bring? Are we going to be able to handle playing three games in three days? And I know this team is pretty deep that we have, so I, I'm pretty confident in that regard, but that's a whole other subject. These guys that were in this battle for Atlantis Field are no joke. We Sure, we just lost to Penn. They're, they're a solid team as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they wind up winning the Ivy League. But this, last year was a complete and utter disaster when it came to the, the Phil Knight tournament in Oregon, right? We lost, so we lost to Iowa State. 
We lost to Portland. We lost to Oregon State. Like it was, it was a disaster. And right away, we were like, "Oh my God, the season's over." You know, people were calling for Neptune's job. It was a really horrible feeling to have that early on in a college basketball season. Right, A Ray, it's Thanksgiving. I know it's like, oh my God, how's Thanksgiving already? But that is so early on in the college basketball sense of the season that we need to start stacking up some wins here and really just getting excited for Big East play because, oh man, we cannot be behind the eight ball going into Big East play. It is We both know that it's going to be such a gauntlet night in, night out. Maybe you can say DePaul is a night off and you, you, you could chalk that up as a couple of victories when we play the Blue Demons. But aside from that, there are literally zero easy games it's going to be a grind, home, on the road, no matter what. So you have to start stacking up some wins here in November and December before you head into Big East play, or else you're really going to screw yourself when it comes to the committee looking at your resume and saying, oh, do did they, did they have any nice early season wins? Because we're going to get some in the Big East. That, that's great. But we have to to start you know, finding a way to, to get maybe two to, to five, six wins by when it's all said and done here at the end of this Thanksgiving weekend. Because, hey, Ray, people will hit the panic button if we're not playing the championship game on on uh, on Thursday. Uh, excuse me, on Friday. Like, listen, if we lose to North Carolina in a close game, I think I think that's okay. That's fine, right? But we need to, to show up in Atlantis and actually prove to ourselves and to everybody else that we belong in a situation like this and to be looked at as one of the favorites to cut down the nets at the Bahamas. I, I truly believe that. Yeah, I think Texas Tech game is one of those games to show for Nova, like, we belong. Mm-hmm. Even though they're not, like, a ranked opponent, top one of the top teams in the Big 12, is still um, an upper-caliber team compared to what we've played already. So I think it's definitely one of those those moments like you said, to, to to show that we belong. And uh, against North Carolina, I mean, it just depends. Honestly, I, I tell you like this, I'm, I'm looking at the Texas Tech game right now. I haven't really looked at North Carolina this year. Like, we beat Texas Tech, then I'll look and see about, like, <laughs> like North Carolina. But I, I, I just – it's just habit for me to take games – like game by game, like not to yeah. to overlook any other game. It's just, it's just habit. I learned that from Coach Wright. So I can't I can't overlook Texas and then look at North Carolina. Right, we got to beat Texas first, and then then I'll I'll, I'll look at North Carolina. I, I got you, man. I, I'm just saying for the for the sake of our I listeners, know. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Because because you know the next time we'll record will be after uh, the tournament. But you know we'll see. Maybe we can do something. Um, you know, post game or you know, pre game, whatever. But it is the holidays. That'll be that. You know, that's something that's tough to do. So we're gonna give it to you straight. We're gonna lay out the three games that hopefully we're playing in, and that's Texas Tech, number fourteen UNC, and in the championship, if everything goes according to plan, Arkansas gets there. They're probably the favorite to win it because they're number ten in the country. So if we somehow can beat Texas Tech, which I really think you know, we should be confident about. Play UNC. That's a tough game. No doubt about it. Uh, One of my buddies I work with, Mike Kinahan, is a big UNC basketball fan. He believes that they are severely overrated right now and Mm -hmm. doesn't doesn't believe that they are a top 15 team. So I I, I will respect 
Mike's word because I trust him as a, as a Carolina fan, and I, I think he trusts me as a Villanova fan, so I'll give him that. Number 14 team in the country, Carolina. I can see us going down on the wire with them, right? Villanova, UNC. Remember the last time we played them, Ray Ray? I mean, come on, yeah. right? Exactly. So you know there's going to be some some things swirling, some extra energy, some extra vibes, even if it is a, a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day game early on in the non-conference schedule, it still will feel like it's March just based on the two programs that are going head-to-head. But, boy, it, it, to, 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 to be where we're at now, and then once we talk again on Friday, we could be up, down, sideways, over the moon. We could be buried. Like, it is just— Looking like it, the Forex market. It is incredible, man, what the difference could be in these outcomes. And what our mood is going to feel like on Friday, right? Like, we could go three in a row, cut, cut down the nets. We would feel like a million bucks. We're like, we're going to the Final Four, buy the tickets to Phoenix right now. Or we could be like, all right, I liked how we played. We came out. We showed that we belong. We proved ourselves. We hung tough with some good teams. We beat a good team in Texas Tech. Or we could be like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? This is not what I expected. We're better than this, you know, panic button type of mode. So, this is what I'm saying with these next three days, A-Ray. We're three games in three days. No matter what, if we lose to Texas Tech, if we beat them, no matter what, we're playing three games in the next three days. And nightmare scenario, what we witnessed last year. Obviously, we're not we're, we're not accustomed to that since we've had so much success in early season tournaments uh, in, in, in recent years. But, boy, this feels like the pendulum could swing either way here in terms of being like, oh, my goodness, I'm so fired up for Villanova. We are on fire right now. Nobody can stop us. Let's start Big East play now. <laughs> or we could yeah. be like, oh, my goodness, we have so much work to do. We're so behind the eight ball, like I mentioned, which is where we do not want to be after this 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 three-game stretch. So uh, I'm extremely nervous, if you can't tell. But I'm, I'm also very excited because I really think that we showed some real cohesiveness, some real flashes of brilliance from, from Bamba, from Burton, more Dixon and the rest of the crew on Friday night. So I'm definitely feeling a lot better than I was after the Penn game. We had Coach Howard on to kind of calm us down, set the tone. And here we are now looking at these next three days saying, okay, let's get her done, right? Yeah, yeah. How great was that having uh, Coach Howard come on the podcast the day after they lost and pretty much talking to us about what they're working on and and how and what's their approach moving forward? I think that was that was amazing, and oh yeah, uh, definitely want to shout him out and say thank you for for uh, coming on the show for sure. Um, but going back to what you said, I mean, I get it, you know, and, and like even when I was playing, like we 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 went to Maui, like we went to Maui. Mm. Yes, we wanted to win the tournament, but we took it game by game. You know, like we go into the Big East tournament, we want to win the Big East tournament, but we want to take it game by game. You know, so that's that's where that approach comes at with me. But I definitely get what you're saying. And, you know, as a fan, you want to go out and see your team win. Like even against North Carolina, you know, I just I just feel like, like you come to Villanova and like you, you come to the Big East because you want to play against, you want to play any type of games. You want to play against North Carolina. You want to play against UConn. So, 
I don't. I'm looking for Villanova. We get past Texas. I, I'm looking for Villanova to put it on North Carolina. You know, like I'm not. I'm not sitting back. I'm not gonna be on my phone tweeting like, "Oh man, we're playing North Carolina," and you know, if if we stay in the game with them and lose by single digits, like I'm happy. No, like I want them to win. You know what right. I'm saying? So. This 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 tournament is going to be a great tournament for us, and we're going to learn and we're going to learn a lot about the team, you know, even more than what we learned with Penn and how we responded to Penn. We're going to learn a lot more about this team in this tournament. So, I think that's a, that's also exciting as well. But like you said, we don't want to be on that the other side of it where it's like, oh man, you know, Villanova is terrible and. Fire Neptune and blah, blah blah all this other stuff. You know that's just not the type of energy you want having hovering over the team. Yeah, exactly right, A Ray. And I, I do, I do completely understand where you're coming from as well in terms of taking it game by game. You don't want to get ahead of yourself. And I know for a fact that Coach Neptune, Coach Howard, and the staff has the guys locked in, focus on one task and one task only, and that is the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. Yeah. And I do have to. You know, obviously, my opinion might be slightly biased here, but I have to believe in them that they're going to be able to take care of business against Texas Tech in the first round of this battle for Atlantis tournament and then move on and we'll see what happens. I do also love how we've talked about Villanova as, all right, you come to this program to be the best and play against the best, which is, you mentioned, the North Carolinas of the world, the Yukons of the world, the Kansases of the world, the UCLA's, the Dukes, you name the top-tier programs, Villanova is amongst those, no doubt about it. And last year obviously was a not a not up to standard of what we're used to in terms of Villanova basketball. And now we're in a position where it's like, okay, we know we have the talent. We've seen it uh, be done with Justin Moore, Eric Dixon, some of these transfers. Uh, Burton and Bob, I've showed already. Hakeem Hart and Lance Ware, I think, are 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 on their way to to being key contributors. Lance, uh, you know, I love his energy, and when it comes to Mark Armstrong, Brendan House, and some of the younger guys, we've seen what they can do as well. So now it's like, all right, let's put it together. And I know it's asking a lot to do it already, and we've talked yeah. about with with Colin and Jermaine and Phil, some of the guys that saw it in practice, and they're like, hey. These guys are gelling already. Like it's it's happening already over the course of the summer months when they're in in the Davis Center grinding it out at all hours of the day. But it's different. Like you always say this area, it's different when you're actually playing a game versus a scrimmage against Duke versus when you're you know playing the blue right scrimmage on Hoops Media Night. It's much different. And now you're in this Atlantis battle for Atlantis environment where. There are fan bases like the North Carolinas, the Arkansas, the Michigans, the Memphises. It's going to be a, a hectic weekend or, or a feast week, whatever you want to call it for these guys. And we're going to see the metal of this team. We're going to see the mindset and what these guys are all about. And just knowing how just mentally tough Villanova bass players are and these guys specifically, Dixon, more what Moore has gone through in his career, what we saw from him even against Penn when we were down big and he would continue to knock down threes and keep us in the game and give us a shot, give us a chance. But now it's like, okay, we 
have the experience, we have the age, we have the talent, and it seems like we're starting to figure out where things go, who who's carved out a role for this and that and the other thing. And now it's like, okay, let's see that in the first half. Let's see that in the second half for as long as we possibly can. Put it together, get some wins. It doesn't have to be pretty, A-Ray, but defense and rebounding. That's what it's going to come down to. That's what that's what's so key on. Coach Howard talked about it. We always hear it from, from Villanova basketball. You know it firsthand. And playing three games in three days on an island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, it, it's not going to be easy. But I think this team is certainly capable of coming out with not just a couple of wins, but a really impressive performance and some gutsy down-the-stretch wins as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, just by how they responded after the pain game um, just gives me confidence in this group that, you know, they have the potential to change and they have the potential to fix mistakes and fix errors. So that definitely gives me a lot of hope with this team going forward. Um, but like you said, this is this is still a big test. It's a, it's a big test for both teams, actually, to be honest. So I expect Texas Tech to come out with uh, with some fire and an attitude to like really win and to prove themselves against a team like Villanova. You know, we always got a bullseye on our chest. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. who we're playing against. We're always going to get the other team's best best effort. And with Villanova, it's just being able to like sustain this and and know like every game you play against, the team is going to come at you 100%. They're going to give it their all. You're going to get their best punch. So you got to sustain that, especially in the beginning of the game when emotions is high, adrenaline is pumping, guys is hitting shots on the other team. Like we need who's going to be there to like settle the team down. Like, hey, guys, like, like they made a couple of shots. Cool. Like let's not get out of character, let's keep our composure, and let's continue to play Villanova basketball. So I think that it's really going to come down, especially in a tournament like this, it's going to come down to the leadership of the guys on the court. You know, it's not always the coach. Yes, the coach is responsible for some things that goes on in the game, you know, some tactical things, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to to the players and how you and how I play, you know, like the coach can't control the effort that a player gives on the court. You know, you can beat it into a player all you want, but at the end of the day, if they don't give the effort, then they don't give the effort. You know, that's not the coach's fault. Right. No, hundred percent. I'm I'm really glad you said that too, because a lot of our our listeners, a lot of our fans, a lot of Villanova just basketball people in general like to just point the finger at Coach Neptune, when things aren't going according to plan, right? And it's it, it's it's tough to, to to solely place any blame on him whenever we lose a game. And I think, like you said, these guys are going to have to show what they're made of on the court. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's not an easy thing to do to play three games in three days and actually go out and win those three games, or 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 actually put together consistency throughout those three games. You're going to be tired. There's going to be times, you know, you're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to want to just call quits. But I think that these guys have the mental toughness to get through that, whereas a lot of teams maybe are lacking a little bit more in that area. But I do love this team's experience, the age, 
the, the cohesiveness is coming together. We've we've seen flashes of it already, uh, and they're going to really just need to to kind of get after it when it comes to that energy level that we saw right away against Maryland on Friday night. If they're going to have as much success as we think they can, and to be to be perfectly honest with you, A Ray, I really believe that they're going to find a way to get two wins this this upcoming stretch here. I don't know how, but I think they're going to get two. I don't know if that means they're going to they're going to win against Texas Tech and UNC, but I think they're going to they're going to get Texas Tech on Wednesday, and then they're going to find a way to win one more game. I don't know if that's going to be against Carolina or if it's going to be against another team like a Memphis or a Michigan or whoever, but I really have confidence in this team to to show up for this battle for Atlantis tournament and really prove to themselves and to everybody else that okay, we we're here. We're we're doing our thing. We're we're doing exactly what you thought we were going to do. What's expected of us and and we're going to raise the bar and continue to raise that bar as the season progresses because this is what we do. This is what we're made of and I really think when we when we we sit down and talk to our next guest on Friday night to kind of dissect what went on uh, during Feast Week and around the Big East and things like that, we're going to be proud of this Villanova team. And I can't tell you anything else other than having Coach Howard on last week and then seeing how we played at least some of the game on Friday night. That is what I'm picturing right now. That's what's in my head and thinking, okay, like this this is what we wanted to do. We responded well. And you said, we're going to learn more about this team. But I think what we've learned from them already is the reason why I'm confident that we're going to go ahead and get two wins down in the Bahamas. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you too. And I don't care if it's ugly, you know, like get an ugly win. Everything not going to be pretty all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what the fans want. The fans want the game to be pretty. They want us to cover the spread they want us to win <laughs> by 20 yeah that's that's what the fans do but yeah get it out the mud you know I, I look at I take an example I look at the Philadelphia Eagles if I'm not mistaken Jalen Hurts he said this last night and it's not word for word but it's kind of in the same area where you're saying um the reporter asked him about like this team and like what it is about the Eagles that make these them so great and he was just like you know we're not even playing our best football right now, but we're still winning games, you know, like they're playing ugly, but they're getting the job done. And that's been my, my main thing for years since I've been on Twitter or even been doing this. That's one of the things I've been saying all the time. Like, I don't care if we missing shots. I don't care if we shooting 20% from three, like we still can win the game. You know, we just got to grind it out and get those wins. And Jalen Hurst said the same thing yesterday. You know, they're not playing the greatest, but they still getting wins. So you got to be happy with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and that's what makes Jalen Hurts and the Eagles so great is their ability to win any type of way, right? They can can really slop it up, get down and dirty. I mean, Hurts didn't even throw for 150 yards. Last night, and they still somehow exactly. beat, beat the reigning Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Exactly. They find ways to win, and they can play. If they have to go score and make it pretty, like you said, and, and put up a bunch of points, they can go put up 35. If they if they need to muck it up, you know, get down and dirty, maybe cause a turnover here and there, make a big play on defense, and 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 run it up your gut, like we see with the with the brotherly shove all the time from the Eagles. So hey, I'm not an Eagles fan, but I definitely. Uh, I love that that comparison there because that's exactly what they're doing. That's the only reason why Eagles why why the, why they're nine and one is because they they just find ways to win 
in, yeah. in any style possible. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't always have to be perfect, but they're going to get it done. And that's what we want to see. And I know we see Coach Wright tweeting all the time about how much he loves Jalen Hurts and his football IQ and his ability just to, to make plays when he needs to and not just a play, but a, the necessary play, whether that be you know a, a scramble, a run, a pitch, uh, a QB sneak. The way that Hurts is able to step up and, and make that necessary play, no matter what, in the in the rain, you know, in 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 the in a in a beautiful sunshine day, it doesn't matter. They're gonna find a find a way to get it done, and that's what I want to see from this Wildcat team in uh, in Atlantis. And I really do believe that we're gonna be able to find a way to get two wins. So hold me to that, A Ray. I I I'm not gonna ask you to predict anything specific. But do you have to agree with me there? Would you you'd like the two win total uh, out of these next three days? Uh, I, I like us for sure. I like us being Texas Texas Tech. I like <laughs> us beating them. Yeah, I like us beating them for sure. Okay. And then uh, I haven't really watched much of of North Carolina, so or or their opponent who they playing because I'm not going to automatically say North Carolina is going to win. Now, I played Northern Iowa, so yeah, I'm still not going to say that they All automatically right. going to win. We 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 in a time right now in uh, college basketball and basketball period where the Davids are beating the Goliaths, like Yo. they they really are. There's a lot of like look at FAU right now, like who the hell would expect them to be the team that they are and do what they did last year and they still doing good this year. So like those days of me just writing off these these weaker teams, I just can't do it as much now because. I got These you. guys are really going out here proving themselves. I got but, you. But I, I do – I feel like we can win. I, I feel like we could get those two, especially against North Carolina. North Carolina is a rival for us too. Yeah. Ever since that damn travel call, I feel like there's been a lot of animosity towards North Carolina, and I'm all for it. Oh, no. No, come on now. It's uh, it, it's a battle. We want to wanna play North Carolina. We do. Oh, no, we that's do. that's the bottom line, right? Like, I, I, I think that would be so much fun. Uh, for both the programs, a lot of people would be like, "Oh man, this is this is great." I mean, the football games are always fun on Thanksgiving, right? You think Thanksgiving you associate with football, but some some really awesome college basketball matchups on, on Thanksgiving Day as well. Yeah. I mean, Nova and Carolina rematch the 2016 title game would be pretty special. So we're hoping for that, and I mean, God willing, we pull out the win. But uh, I also wanted to mention. Uh, St. Joe's, uh, a fellow Big Five school, forced overtime with Kentucky in Lexington last night. Dude, I thought they were going to win the game. And, of course, I think they all end up losing by eight in overtime. Yes. But I, oh, my God, the Big Five. Let's go, baby. But did not end up happening. But it shows, man, the Big Five is not, uh, you know, is a force to be reckoned with. They're no joke. They, it, You cannot sleep on these guys. So when we play St. Joe's in the in the, in the, the battle of the Big Five, that wherever Big Five showcase in Philly at the Wells Fargo Center. That that should be interesting as well because those guys, the Hawk is not dead, at least not yet. So um, very very fun. I was I was I was keeping an eye on that game. I was like, oh man, I hope they they keep it interesting, and they did. So uh, shout out to you guys, uh, St. Joe's fans, uh, the Holy War. You know, we're, we're definitely keep our eye on that one too. When it, it's upcoming, you know, December second, we'll see. Before 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 we know it, A Ray, it'll be that time. But um we gotta we gotta just say a couple more thanks to 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 everybody that showed up on Friday night again, Alan. I mean, that was a ton of fun. We got to meet in person finally. 
Uh, me, me, you, Nick at night, we're shopping up. We had a lot of fun, got to meet uh, some of your family, which was great. You got to meet a bunch of my friends and man, it was just, it was, it was a ton of fun. And I'm, I'm so glad that we made that happen. So I think it was your, I think it was your mom. Mm -hmm. Your mom came up to me and she was like, she was like, is that your mom over there? And I was like, I was like, yeah, that's my mom. She was yeah. like, she just gave me like the, a, a, a pause and like a sigh. I was like, I'm going to introduce myself. <laughs> she, walked, she walked over there with it and, and like to go introduce herself to my, to my mom and yeah. like my family and stuff like that. I guess she was waiting for me to do it, but I, I didn't do it in a hasty manner. So she was like, so I, I remember she just came to me. She was like, that's your mom over there. And I was like, yeah, she was like, I'm going to go introduce myself. Yeah, so she, she went over there and introduced herself. But I thought that was I thought that was cool. And then uh also another funny moment was somebody come so I had my my sister came there and she brought her daughter, which is my niece. Yeah. And this was my first time seeing my niece. She's a newborn, she's like four months. So my sister brought her to the bar. Yes, like she brung the baby to the bar. <laughs> Cause I went I wanted to see the baby. So we're in the bar and and some guy comes up to me. He's like, he's like, dude, like who the f brings a baby to the bar? <laughs> like, oh my gosh! He's like, who the f brings a baby to the bar? And like he starts laughing, and then like I'm laughing too, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man, you're right. I'm like, yo, that's my niece. And he's like, oh. <laughs> so if y'all can't see me, if y'all listening to this on a podcast, yeah. And not watch it on YouTube. Like I'm showing you what the guy did after I told him it was my niece. I said, I'm like, that's my niece. And he's like, oh man. He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, bro. But it was it was all good. I just thought that was hilarious. Um with 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 the watch party. And then but other than that, I mean, it was great. It was a bunch of people there. We had the game on. We uh got some merch out. Yeah, uh, we got some people wearing some raining, raining threes gear. Yeah, I, mean, man. I had a blast. I had a blast. Thank uh, you, Schaefer, for that too. I seen a lot of people that I haven't seen in a while too, and and met a lot of new people. Yeah, that's right. Schaefer, uh, James Schaefer, played at Hofstra under Jay Wright. His uh, his senior year was Jay's first year, so it was like just a little bit of overlap, but still a very cool situation there. Uh, those guys still keep in touch, and I remember. Uh, one of my buddies texted uh, Jay and was like, oh, we were just at uh, Schaefer's Bar in the city. This was like, uh, you know, long before. This is when we were watching the the, the, the 2022 Final Four yeah. run games over there. And Jay replies back as, oh, love Schaefer. That guy's tough as nails. <laughs> so we got all sacked like up coach that. Right. That'll that be a Coach Wright-ism, right? Yeah, that sounds just like Coach Wright. He loves saying yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So He's tough as nails. <laughs> yes. Um, just so much fun, man. And and, and it was uh really appreciate you you flying up for that. We made it happen. Bill Nova got the win. We sold a lot of merch. Uh everybody was repping and we have some giveaways for you guys, or you listeners out there. A Ray uh was kind enough to to sign some of our merch and we're gonna be gifting that out to uh some lucky winners that uh are able to follow myself, A Ray, the podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. So we got a lot of great stuff for you guys coming up. Free stuff, uh, y'all. Free stuff. Yeah. Free signed Rain and Threes gear. This is no joke. 
ladies and gentlemen. And uh, another special guest coming up this weekend after the the Battle for Atlantis tournament. We're going to recap that. Uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. Really just appreciate all the love and support that we've gotten. Happy Thanksgiving to all you guys. And uh, it's going to be a fun next few days. But uh, just... <laughs> Just calm down and just listen to A-Ray, right? Just just stay calm, listen to A-Ray, and we're going to be okay because I really think the Wildcats will go out and win a couple of games for us. So uh, appreciate you, A-Ray. Always a pleasure, my friend. Oh, definitely all the time. And uh, really looking forward to tomorrow's game, looking forward to the Battle of Atlantis. This is going to be good for us. This is that part of the year where a lot of questions get answered. And, you know, we really see what this team is made of. And it's a holiday. We get to be with our families. So, you know, we can't overlook that. So just want to say happy Thanksgiving to you, your family. Um, Happy Thanksgiving to Nick at night and his fam. And, you know, just really hopeful win and, and good vibes. Good vibes for the rest of the week. Yes, most definitely. I, I'm most no thankful fighting, for... No fighting. <laughs> A lot of fighting last week. No fighting this week. Oh, yeah, no, no fight. I'm I'm thankful for peace and love. Nick at night and A Ray. I mean, what 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 a great time this has been for the Ray and Threes podcast. So I'm your host, Mike O'Connell, with Alan Ray, Nick at night. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We appreciate y'all. Happy Thanksgiving for Rain and Threes. Peace out, y'all. Peace.